0: Welcome to uh, our latest episode from So Many Comics, So Little Time. Today we're going to review the uh, new Thor movie, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, We've seen the movie twice now, and um, I will say right now um, it was very enjoyable. I'll tell you why I found it enjoyable here in a few minutes. Um, And again, uh, I'm going to try and avoid any major spoilers. There's a couple minor ones I will throw in here. But just be aware, you know, I'm not going to give away any major spoilers like, you know, what happens at the end and so on. Um, before I get started, I just want to point out that uh, this is a Marvel movie. Uh, my background with Marvel is I'm a longtime Marvel Comics reader f- fan. Uh, I've Thor has always been one of my favorite Marvel characters. So I'm, I'm biased toward enjoying this anyway. Uh, another bias is that I enjoyed the... Um, last Thor movie, uh, Thor Ragnarok, directed by uh, Taiki Waititi, and I'm pretty sure I mispronounced his name. The same author who uh, gave us uh, gives us Thor: Love and Thunder. So here is uh, the review. There's a couple little minor spoilers in here, but nothing major. Um, so having seen Thor: Love and Thunder twice now, I can say with certainty that I loved it. Now, keep in mind, I consider Thor Ragnarok the best of the Thor franchise so far, so I was already predisposed to like the new Thor. Plus, as a reader and fan of both the Gore God Butcher and Jane has the Hammer storylines in the uh, Thor comic books over the past few years, I was looking forward to this new film. It is not for everyone. If the comedy and camp in the last movie, Thor Ragnarok, bug you, expect to be more bugged here. Uh, But I loved it. And there is more camp, more comedy uh, in this movie than there was in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, also a great classic rock soundtrack, by the way, as in the last movie. So I'm just going to go ahead and give my impressions of um, the actors and the characters. Again, I'm not going to give away huge plot points because that would be spoiler-spoilerific. Um, but here, here's my impressions, and this is kind of explaining why I feel this was a good movie. Partly because we had great actors and great acting. So, Christian Bale is perfect as Gore the God Butcher. His husky villain voice, sort of like his Batman voice, lends itself to the creepy aspects of Gore's villainy. His reasons for wanting to kill gods, such as Thor, etc., uh, is made clear early on, and it fits with the original comic's storyline. So I'm not one of those people who and nothing against people who feel this way but there are those who feel that the movies and TV shows should be uh, as close to the comic book origins as possible. I am not a believer in that. I like to see you know, certain pieces uh, jive with the original uh, comic book lore. But these are movies. They are TV shows. They're going to have artistic license, and they're going to be some changes. But overall, the origin of Gore fits pretty well with the um, origin story in the comic books, and he is a good bad guy. I, you know, one of Marvel's best. Th- you know, one of their one of their areas I think they need to get better in overall is, is to give us a really really effective good bad guy. Gore is that bad guy. So, moving on. Tessa Thompson reprising her role as Valkyrie is again amazing. I think a Disney Plus show with her in the lead as Val would be a good move for Disney slash Marvel. We need to see more of her work as King of New Asgard and maybe get more Sif action in, in such a show. Sif uh, does appear in the movie uh, but again, I think Jamie Alexander is very much underutilized uh, throughout the entire Thor franchise. She needs uh, uh Maybe not, not her own show, but I can see if they do a show with Val, Sif would have a big role in that. Um, so my only criticism of the character of Valkyrie, not a criticism of the actor, Tessa Thompson's amazing, is that after stating to, this is a minor spoiler, after stating to Jane that she wanted to die in battle and go to Valhalla, Valhalla's mentioned a lot in this movie, by the way, uh, she, Val, then decides not to go to the final battle because she might die. There's more detail to that, but I won't get into it because you know spoilers. But that seems a bit out of character. I mean, the character we saw in her um, in Thor Ragnarok also. It's like she's battle, bolt, you know, born to battle. She's a Valkyrie. <laughs> um, anyway, she's she's look, she's concerned she might die, but seems a bit out of character. But big but here, she did say that she would die probably, and that that would not help Thor's achieve their goal. I won't say exactly you know what the goal is, and, or beat Gore. You know, Gore's the other goal. So maybe King Val just being practical. Plus, we see Valkyrie as the leader of New Asgard, taking her role very seriously, even though she doesn't like meetings. Um, so that may have played also into it. I again I think a little bit more conversation about that would have helped i mean we're assuming a few things or i am in terms of why she didn't go to that final battle when and realistically i mean come on this is thor's movie i mean he's gonna be the uh well the um center of any battle all right another great positive here are the kids okay we see as guardian children uh, again, this is a minor spoiler. I think you uh, may have already seen this uh, in the trailers. Um, Gore kidnaps the kids, right? And without giving away the major spoilers, the, you know the kids did a great job of acting, both scared and acting heroic, especially um, um, Heimdall's son. Only after my first viewing of the movie, I've seen it twice now, did I realize that among the parcel of kids in the movie. Uh, the kids are a major plot point, by the way. Are the actual children of Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and Christian Bale. Uh, that is cool. And uh, one of the kids has a particularly important role in, in the movie. Um, Natalie Portman, an amazing actress, is again and always great. From her iconic role as in Star Wars as Princess Amidala slash Padme, to her great take on, on Jane Foster in the Thor movies, She steps into what is now a co-starring role as the Mighty Thor perfectly. And I would love to see more uh, Mighty Thor stuff with Jane Foster as Thor. Again, that matches, not exactly, but matches pretty well with the origins from the comics of how Jane gets the hammer. There are definitely some uh, changes to that. uh, But overall, it fits very, very well. Also, the GOATS. Uh, I don't recall if they're seen in the, in the trailer or not, uh, but there are some goats. And in both actual North mythology and modern Marvel mythology, Thor's chariot is pulled by two giant magical goats named Toothnasher and Tooth Grinder. I don't think they're magical in this movie, but it still works. In the comics, they first appeared in Thor Annual No. 5 in 1976. While not named in this movie, they are great comic relief, they like to scream a lot, and a good plot device. Love the goats. The Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, we see them in the trailers. uh, And in the last Thor movie we see, or excuse me, the last Avengers movie, we see Thor uh, going off to adventure with the Guardians. And now we see them working with Thor in the early part of this movie, but they soon depart. Uh, Star-Lord's words to Thor are actually an important part of the story. They have a little, you know, man-to-man conversation, which turned out to be Pretty significant um, but the actual heroes are heroes of the g- guardians of the galaxy are not in the movie for very long in a sense that's too bad but again this is really the story of the two thors not the as guardians of the galaxy um again i like i like the the guardians of the galaxy movies and their their characters so uh it was nice to see them mjolnir and stormbreaker uh the two weapons we've seen thor use in the movie so far For two CGI objects, these two Nordic weapons almost stole the show. Again, not giving away major spoilers, but they had great interactions with each other and with the Thors. Idea. There should be a Marvel short about a love triangle between Mjolnir, Stormbreaker, and Doctor Strange's cape. Directed and narrated by Korg, of course. So, uh, speaking of Korg, you know, Taika Waititi, again, I'm probably not saying his name right, uh, reprises his role as Korg, and, uh, Again, I don't think I'm, this is giving anything away, but uh, when I first saw the movie, I experienced a little bit of confusion over some of the dialogue and in an early part of the movie. And as I f- saw the end of that first movie, it's like, oh yeah! So we see Korg is narrating a story or telling a story to some kids at the start about the story of Thor, right? And the story of Thor and love and thunder. And uh, at the end of the movie, you know, we see that. He's finishing up a story to the kids. It's like, oh, this is Korg's telling of what happened. So it, the it, if you think of it as this is Korg's version, uh, especially some of the dialogue in the early part, which to me was like, this is kind of weird. And it's like, oh, it makes sense now. So uh, I don't think I'm giving away a major spoiler there. And if you hear this before you see the movie, um, it hopefully will make, make a bit more sense. Overall, I thought this was a fun movie. Uh, fun like Thor Ragnarok was fun. I mean, there's some major stakes here. I mean, we've got a guy called Gore, the God Butcher, and um, he's going around, you know, butchering gods. And again, uh, some of the scenes are sh- literally straight out of the comics, which I appreciate. Um, in the trailers, we also saw uh, Zeus and a bunch of other gods. Um, and uh, I just want to make a quick note again, not giving away spoilers here, but um, Russell Crowe plays. Uh, Zeus, pretty well, a little bit of comic relief in there at times, but also kind of serious. And um, I won't say whether he's a good guy or bad guy, because, you know, he's one of the gods and they're kind of fickle. Um, but he is, uh, he actually does a really good role. And uh, he, he's affecting a Greek accent, you know, because Zeus is the god of the Greeks. And uh, for an Australian dude, that's not bad. A lot of Australians in this movie. Uh, they actually filmed it in Australia during the pandemic, um, so again, overall, without getting into you know spoiler territory, this is a fun movie. If if you like Thor Ragnarok, it's worth seeing. Definitely, um, it's part of the whole Thor franchise, obviously, um, and I see some pieces that will uh, connect into future movies. There are two after credit scenes. I'm not going to talk about them other than they both, I think, are potentially uh, major points for future movies and or shows. So that is my um, positive review of uh, Thor Love and Thunder. There's a few minor things I think they could have done differently to make it better. Um, It could have been a little bit longer, too. And from what I've read online, there are um, quite a few scenes with uh, Jane Foster um as thor or uh have been left were left on the cutting room floor um so i don't know if we'll see a director's cut or some other version uh from the, the director has kind of made comments that that's not going to happen that'd be a shame because according to um comments by uh natalie portman online there are some really good scenes but since the her scenes, you know, she may not be unbiased in that evaluation. So, this is... I am... Uh, I've told you my biases. I'm a big fan of Marvel. Big fan of Thor. I was a fan of Thor Ragnarok. Um, so, I believe this, this new movie is pretty good. So, in order of the four Thor movies, um, I am now putting Thor Ragnarok as number one still. Thor Love and Thunder is my number two. Then the original Thor, the first Thor movie, is now number three. Again... It was good, but it's like eh, I don't know. Uh, they're still feeling out the characters there. And then the the second Thor movie, Dark World, is um, the last. It was it was worth watching. It was good, but it's like uh, didn't live up to the the first one. And uh, definitely is a whole different feel than the last two. Uh, and I credit that to the directors. All right. So this is uh, my name is Roger Lee. I run uh, so many comics, uh, so little time. And um, again, my goal is to review comic books, uh, superhero movies, su- uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, science fiction. Uh, focus will be on comics and comic-related stuff. Um, but uh, future uh, shows, will I'll be talking about specific comic books I've been reading and, and what I think about them and give you some idea of if you should be reading them yourself. So again, uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, and we will... See you all later. So have a marvelous day. Take care. Thank you for listening.